Hi, I'm Coach Nikki, and welcome to the Business 101 Show podcast. This is where we cut up the show, we remove the songs out of it, but we leave everything else in so you can still have the radio type experience. If you'd like to fast forward, then look at the show notes for the particular relevant interviews and comment sections for that day's show. Sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy. Did you know that people who have flowers in their home feel happier and more relaxed? Flowers make people happy. Station sponsor Flower Harbour, a proud Logan business delivering locally grown flower happiness all over Australia. Flower Hub sells farm-sized bunches of fresh flowers from the grower direct to you online. Browse the flowers and shop at flowerhub.com.au. Flower Hub home delivers with a safe, no-contact delivery system. Make someone happy today. Go to flowerhub.com.au. 101FM Management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. 101FM The following business program is general in nature and designed as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. You should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Coach Nikki is a business coach, and any recommendations made during the show should be considered as points of reference only. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. Business owners, you have arrived at your new home for business on the FM dial. It's Monday night, and you know what that means. It's time for the Business 101 Show, proudly sponsored by CoachNikki.com. In five, four, three, three, two, one. Here's your host, Coach Nikki. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Business 101 Show. I am Coach Nikki, and as always, I'm joined in the studio A by my good friend Mel West. G'day, Mel. <laughs> G'day. Welcome back, Coach Nikki, after your break away. Thank you. It's great to be back, but it was also great to be away at the same time. So I hope that uh, you didn't miss me too much and that the recap really helped reinforce some of those things we'd already talked about in the first six weeks of the show. So no, it was all good. All good. Had a great break. And of course, it's very important, I think, for people to actually try and get away. I mean, I spent the first eight years of my sort of self-employed working life, working seriously seven days a week, yeah. three kids under five. Well, the wife, you know, did a lot of the kids stuff. But that downtime of just us sat in the balcony staring at the waves down at Burley, had some really good business ideas, which normally happens. I always take a notebook and a pen with me. So I really encourage people. It's a long weekend this weekend. Uh, I was dropping one of my cars down to get panel beaten this morning and the panel beater was saying to me, I cannot wait for this weekend. I'm going over to Fraser for some fishing. I said, I bet you're drinking a beer too. And he goes, yes, I am. So remember folks, it's a long weekend uh, in Queensland, New South Wales this weekend. So please take the opportunity, even if it's just to go away for a couple of days somewhere, get away and change your scenery. You'll be all the better for it. Balance is the word I think you're looking for there. Yeah, I struggle to use that word because I can't I don't operate in balance. I, I'm built for business and like I'm a typical entrepreneur into the DNA. So if I'm not in motion, yep. I'm actually agitated. That's why normally entrepreneurs will want to come back from holidays early because they've, they're actually out of momentum. Alex Sharfin in America calls it stay in momentum. That upsets the <laughs> the wife. Well, if you're not married to an entrepreneur or someone who yeah. uniquely understands them, yes, it could be very frustrating. You could be in the doghouse. So, But no, it's very good. Look, we've got a good show, I think, tonight. JobKeeper changes today. A lot of people have been talking about that all day yep. on all the channels. So I'm going to dive into that and especially how it affects sole traders, because there's a lot of sole traders, especially in Logan City. So we're going to recap on that. 
Um, I want to briefly talk about, you know, what happened down in, in Victoria with the uh, Premier and also the Health Minister, because it's a, it's a leadership example, case in point, and also about the government um, relaxing lending for homes and why that's important. Look, the, the I picked the title for this show today as Opportunity is Everywhere, because I really think there are really strong signs across many indicators that we are still going quite well. Now, you're not going well if you haven't got a job and your business is closed. I fully appreciate that. But as a whole, those of us that are trading, we're going okay. It's almost like we're sitting there waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, when are we going to fall off the cliff? I hear everyone in coffee houses talking about that. You know, when when's yep. – but I really think if you really look at it from a – all the, the different indicators that I look at, I'm not an economist, but I look at the property market, I look at consumer sentiment, I look at retail spending, I look at what's happening in the property leasing market and also values, everything's looking okay. So that's why I thought we'd say we'll still stay on the opportunistic view of the world at the moment. We're not going to go into the negative view of the world because I think opportunity is everywhere. I've also got a hot tip on where there is a massive amount of consumers sitting close to us that you may not even thought about. I'm going to bring that up later. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. So let's get into JobKeeper because it is an important um, issue that everybody's talking about. I just go over some of the basics. Okay. I'm going to give you a basic overview just in case you may have missed some of it. Now, can you believe it was six months ago that JobKeeper came out? Where's that gone? I remember sitting at home, right, almost crying when they announced it because at that stage I was needing it. Yep. I thought that saved our business. So, you know, luckily we've we've traded well and we haven't needed it, but a lot of people have needed it and it's been the saviour for them. Now, currently, as we know, it's $1,500 a fortnight. That's easy. Um, it's now going to split into two payments. So it splits to $1,200 payment for people who worked 20 hours or more at the start of February or the start of June, the two indicator periods. Now, if you work less than 20 hours, your payment's going to halve to $750 a fortnight. Okay. That's the one that might hurt. But one thing people have to remember is the government said early on when this all-over payment came out, because it was very gratuitous, it was very flat, like, bam, $1,500 a fortnight, right? Yep. They did say that for those that work less than 20 hours, they normally work two, three, or four jobs. But they would pay the JobKeeper to the one employer, so you don't have to refer to your one employer. You could only claim it from one employer. Jobs have come back on stream now, so they'll still get the 750 on that lower um, hourly bracket, but the chances are that they are, have probably picked up shifts already in the jobs that were available. So that's how I see the balancing of that. You hear a lot of the social commentary around it going, it's, it's heartless, we shouldn't be cutting back on funding right now because there'll be less money in the economy. But the way that I read that is, well, people are still picking up work, but they can still get the JobKeeper as well. Now, it does go back into means testing, yep. but that is just something that people have to look at, especially if they're partnered up as well. Because I think you know more than I, but the split with that uh, mm. definite split. One of the problems at the beginning was that uh, some people that were working less hours, all of a sudden were getting a lot more money. Oh, there was that classic story and of the guy getting paid to stay at home playing Xbox. He's loving it. He's going, yeah, then hundred a fortnight. And, and then you had uh, <laughs> the same people working for the same company who were working longer hours, but still only getting the same amount of money. Yeah, a lot of people went, geez, this really isn't fair. But when you think about it, the why they did it, it was because they were using the same distribution channels they already had. Yeah. They didn't have time to build new systems, new distribution. So, 
And how, I, often, how often does a pandemic <laughs> come around? Well, how often does the government go, here's $1,500 a fortnight, yeah. bam, let's make sure people don't end up in the queues at Centrelink. Now, unfortunately, we did see a lot of queues. We've got a big Centrelink office here near the, near the office. We you know, saw a lot of people queuing, but imagine if JobKeeper hadn't been there. That would have been horrendous. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of what the government did. Yes, it looks a bit out of, um, out of whack because... Jobs like hairdressers, they can't get people to come back to work because it's too good on JobKeeper and there's no movement of staff that might be working the two jobs. So I think with this step back, we should see more fluidity in staff, which will mean employers should be able to fill roles better. Because I've had people want to speak to them, how's your business going? And a lot of them say, I can't get enough people. Yeah. Like my smash repairer today, his spray painter didn't show up today and he can't get any other, um, just pull one off a, off a shelf. So he's really struggling to fill those holes when they show up. Things like that. I had uh, other clients here at the radio station. Similar thing. Yeah. Um, they're looking for key people. Mm. Um, and then I think one, he said, yep, he's coming in. Starts Friday. Going to bring his tools and everything like that. No show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tough, right? So yeah. I, I support the way the JobKeeper works. Uh, it's easy for me because I don't need it. So it's easy for me to say that. But in balance of how I see it and the mechanics of it, it seems to pass the pub test of, of fairness and why it's done. So... That's that part. Now, JobKeeper 2.0, who's eligible? Well, of course, it depends on your employer. It is employer-driven. The employer has to qualify. So we all know as business owners, we have to be 30% down in the three months ending September. Now, compared to last year, we can thank Victoria's um, surge. They were going to say you had to be down for the last two quarters, showing consistent decline of 30%. But they've now said, no, it's only in the last three months, the end of September, you've got to show that you're 30% down. So that removes the barrier because there might have been some surge, some uplift, and then some drop-off again so that people still qualify. If you turn over more than $1 billion, which is obviously public companies, they have to show a 50% drop. And non-for-profits, excluding schools and unis, only have to show a drop of 15%. So we've got a lot of non-for-profits in Logan City. So if they're down 15% or more, then they automatically qualify as well. So that is pretty good news on the JobKeeper front. Now, the next drop will be in three months. That's in 12 weeks' time. So we'll just click over into 2021. How good is New Year's Eve going to be? We're all happy to see the end of 2020, most likely. Um, and then on January 4th, it'll drop again to 1000 which is $100 less per week, and then 650 which is $50 less per week. Now, what I'm interested in is how do you think this will affect you? I'd really love to hear your take on this. Please feel free to uh, send us a message via the Facebook page or even send us an email to our business email address. It's business at 101fm.org.au. Our Facebook is Logan City 101FM. Yeah, now I'm looking at email throughout the whole show when I have a little break or a song. So if you send an email, it'll be seen instantly by us here in the studio. So feel free to ask a question on email. It is the same as phone. The wrap up for this uh, JobKeeper talk is the incentive to work has to be there and less money is obviously the way to motivate workers to actually go back to work in, in a bigger capacity. So that's good. Now let's talk about specifically sole traders. Sole okay. traders are treated a little bit differently. There's a good requirement. Again, this is really well mapped out on all the government websites. So just Google it or ask your advisor if you have one. If you own your business and are not an employee of your business, that's the key, and you were actively engaged in your business on the 1st of March 2020 and for the fortnight that you are claiming for, then you qualify. You have to be a sole trader March 1 or the fortnight you're claiming in. And as of March 1, you have to be 18 years or older unless if you're 16 or 17, you can qualify if you were independent at that time and not studying full time. So you can see this is a little bit more involved. Yep. They're obviously trying to screen out you know, kids that full-time students, et cetera, so they can't just jump on this one because, remember, Job Seeker sits over to the other side of JobKeeper. 
uh, you have to be an Australian resident uh, for tax purposes. Also, some other stipulations, not receiving government parental leave or dad or partner pay, um, not incapacitated totally from work and receiving workers' compensation, and you are not an employee of another company unless you are just a casual. So you can be a casual for another company and still qualify as a sole trader, which I thought was really good because you can be doing the right thing and seeking and still qualify under that perimeter. So how are you as a sole trader finding the JobKeeper set up now? Do you need it? Um, are you worried that it's dropping and where do you think it's going? I'd love to hear the thoughts from you. So feel free to get in touch with us here at the station if you want to share with me what you think of that. That's the JobKeeper wrap. Don't forget, Australians were spending $68 billion a year on travel. We haven't spent that. No, there's so 68, well, in theory, there's 68 billion, but then you go, well, hang on, not if you lost your job because, you know, round that down and blah, blah, blah. But all that money that was going offshore on travel, sadly, is not going into travel agents and airlines. I get all that. But there is money still floating around the economy, and I'll talk more about that later. So that's part of why there is a bit of an opportunity. And if you're in retail goods, why it looks good. Let's have a quick chat about health minister in Victoria resigning on the weekend. Why I'm bringing this up in the business show, and I'd love to hear what you think about it. For me, it shows pretty poor leadership by Dan Andrews as the Premier. You can't lie to people. You have to tell it how it is. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, in one breath, his top minister handling the pandemic, being the health minister, resigns on Twitter basically saying, you've made it unworkable for me in your cabinet because of what you said in the inquiry on Friday. And then to give a press release on Sunday to say, oh, Jenny McCarkos and I, we are still friends. I'm sure our friendship's not damaged by this, but no, I haven't spoken to her. Is anyone else buying that story? No. I'm just in there, come on, mate. You've got to be kidding me. So leadership is about being authentic. I understand that when you're in politics, it must be a million times harder. I could never be a politician. I would be terrible at it. But I think if you're going to purport yourself to be a certain way, then you definitely have to follow through with your actions. And I'm not seeing that from that side of the table from the Premier, Dan Andrews. So in leadership, I think authenticity trumps everything. It also is about having the ability to say, yeah, look, we possibly got that wrong. We should have done that differently, but this is the first time we're going through this. So let's reset it, right? So There's no guidebook. There is no guidebook, exactly. But again, anyway, yeah, I'm not going to get into the mechanics of it. I'm just saying if I just look at him as a leader of his people, yep. I would understand if his people were quite filthy at him because me looking at it just as an audience member, I, I don't rate him on that level just by through that. To me, that was disappointing. So they're doing a good job, the premiers. It'd be tough at the top. It's always very tough at the top. Oh. But yeah, I think he let himself down on that one. There's been some commentary by the Treasurer this week. I'm an ex-mortgage broker, so I find some of the mortgage information interesting. Our Treasurer has said that he wants to relax the lending laws from uh, with the banks and lenders to make credit more accessible for consumers. Now, instantly you have the chorus of people saying, oh no, the lenders will give dodgy loans and they immediately rolled out on their current affairs shows. The poor bloke who's 23 and got four car loans and three credit cards and is, is ruined for 10 years. I feel really sorry for him. He should never be in that situation. He should have been protected from that. But I think what's driving what the Treasurer is saying, he's talking about mortgage lending, it's securitized, number one. And number two, what it'll mean is self-employed people, this is why I'm talking about it on the business show, should find that credit lending procedures will ease and it will become easier 
to borrow money because it will be a more streamlined process. Like at the moment, they're asking you for your expenditure. What are you spending on Netflix a week? What are you spending on coffee? What are you spend? All that should be just KPI levels for a single or married, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then they can work out the affordability side of that. So mm-hmm. as somebody who's did mortgages for five years, I'm all about rate for risk and affordability. I never wrote a loan that I felt someone couldn't actually fulfill or pay back. That's why I sleep very well at night. But at the end of the day, some loosening in regulation, the way that I see it in the mortgage securitized space is definitely needed because getting loans as a business person, as you would know, listening, it's not as easy as it possibly should be, even when you're showing strong papers. So yeah, that's why I thought I'd bring that up and share that with you guys today. But look, let me know how you're traveling. Um, How are you going? What's got you worried? Please do share your thoughts and your questions on our email. That's business at 101fm.org.au. Or you can even tweet me. It's at Nikki tweets here. That's N-I-C-K-I tweets here or post a message via Facebook. Queensland government really has been helping a lot. Uh, as you know, we had the minister, Minister Fentiman, on our very first show. And remember, Queensland government has a lot of infrastructure and support for small business. If you are a bit confused and you don't know direction you should take or if you're looking for some coaching, Queensland government gives free coaching. They give direction and help. They also advise on what the federal information is. So if there's changes, even around job seeker and you're confused, I believe the Queensland government small business is a great place to start. Queensland Government Small Business Hotline is 1300 654 687. That's 1300 654 687. That may be easier than navigating the website. Now, another great initiative of the Queensland Government is the mental well-being. They've put a lot of money into um, mental health because a lot of us are going to be challenged with the pressures that we're going through this year. I'm on, I joined, I joined their email list and I got the email this morning, six ways to boost your mental well-being. And I wanted to share it with you because as business owners, we get busy and sometimes you haven't had a chance to look up out of the trenches. The six ways you can help yourself have a better mental well-being is number one, aim for 10,000 steps. So that means try and make 10,000 steps a day. You might have to boost that if you're sitting behind a desk like I do. I drive a desk for a living. You're going to have to go out and walk the dog. You might have to walk out to the shed more, do more production checks, things like that. But aim for 10,000 steps. If you've got a phone, keep it in your pocket and that'll count it for you. Number two, take a free short course. Now, learning something new like an online craft, even a language through an app, or of course, TAFE have got all these free micro courses that the minister highlighted as well. That could be a great way for you to broaden your mind and to not feel so stuck if you feel like you're in a rut. The third way is give more compliments. It opens up the feel-good hormone and, of course, it makes you embrace positivity. So complimenting people, something as simple as that, it flips your mind. The fourth way is join a local group. Now, Mal and I, we've talked about joining your local chamber of commerce quite a lot in the last few shows, and that's a great place to start because people that share your passion, your hobby or your interest are the great people to be around. Now, you could join people on social media, you can join councils or community groups, or think of your chamber of commerce. So please do that. The fifth way to boost your mental well-being, uh, the fifth way is set goals for the future. Now, the funny thing about setting a goal for the future is it actually keeps your mind both in the present and the future, but stops you from dwelling on the past. So setting goals for the future is really important. Um, Whether it's a fitness goal, a personal goal, or hobby goals, having goals is definitely the way to go. And the sixth one is grow your own food from scratch. I would be terrible at this. Vegetable gardens, not my thing. You can grow things from kitchen scraps and you can start from there. 
do you, do you know? I, uh, my You're an avid smoker of meat. I don't think that counts as growing. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad's 88, right? Yeah. And housebound, of course, as, as a lot of the elderly are yeah. at the moment. I got him the potty mix. I got him the tomato plants. So he's got a little project now. And again, keeps him active, keeps, keeps him, him engaged. Active, uh, and keeps him, you know, every day he's got to walk up the back of the yard and, and uh, look after the tomatoes and make sure that uh, possums aren't eating it and all that sort of thing. I think that's the thing also if you were to grow food with children, it actually gives you time to do something together mm. and the expectation level every day of checking in on how's the crop going and how are they growing. Yeah. Really I've positive stuff. Mulberry tree in the back of my yard. Mm. Uh, two and a half kilos of mulberries I took off Weesh. during the week. Feel uh, free to bring it in. I love mulberries. So, no, well, <laughs> t- unfortunately, mum's got them and uh, mulberry pie awaits oh, me. Nice one. Well, look, mental well-being is also served well by great wholesome food. Uh, if you talk to my wife, she will tell you any time that food conversation comes up, the pathway to your mental well-being is through your gut. You know how they used to say, Mel, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach? stomach yes. Well, the way to everybody's mind is through your gut. So you've got to make sure that you're putting good quality into your gut because it has a direct correlation relation to your mental well-being. So they've proven that now. So make sure you're eating good, clean and healthy. If you're going through a bit of a funk and you're finding it hard, get off processed, get off fast foods because they're just no good for you. There's more Business 101 show to go. Coach Nikki will be right back after this. Do you mind? I was in a good place. Then the world changed. Daily uncertainties became huge struggles. I've missed so much, especially the grandkids. A lot happened to all of us. It's okay to not feel fine. Small things each day go a long way. Make time for you. Take Take care. care. Me. Create a healthier relationship with your mind. Search Dear Mind for more. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Miele, premium German appliances with a massive 10-year warranty at Harvey Norman. Yes, you heard right. 10 years full warranty on Miele home appliances. Dishwashers from only $1,399 plus 10-year warranty. Washing machines from only $1,399 plus 10-year warranty. Save up to 10% on Miele cooking appliances plus 10-year warranty. Limited time only. Upgrade to Miele now. Some exclusions apply. Must end September 30. Miele with 10-year warranty. On now at Harvey Norman. Sponsor. When it comes to four-wheel drives, you can't go past station sponsor, Forbes Four-Wheel Drive Superstore, located at 975 Ipswich Road on the Maruka Magic Mile. If it goes on in or under a 4x4, four-wheel drive, SUV or passenger vehicle, then Forbes has it, and their qualified staff can fit it for you. Their showroom is fully stocked with the latest four-wheel drive performance and safety equipment. They also do tyres, logbook servicing for all passenger and four-wheel drive vehicles. Check us out online at Forbes.com or at Forbes. Forbes four-wheel drive superstore, Ipswich Road, Maruka. Operating a business during COVID times is hard. Did you know paper visitor contact registers that have more than one person's details per page are a security risk? And if you don't destroy the register after 56 days, fines could apply. Why risk it when station sponsor OzHands has the solution? OzHands online contact register is free. Secure for you and your guests. Easy to use. Visit ozhands.com.au for details. Ozhands, supporting local businesses and promoting Aussie-made products. Logan City's 101 FM. Me. 
Logan City's number one, 101 FM fight song. We thought that's very appropriate uh, business today uh, with all the things that are happening in and around Australia, but not only Australia, but around the world as well. Uh, you're tuned to the Business 101 show brought to you by CoachNicky.com and time back to join with Coach Nicky. Yeah, it's about survive to thrive through this COVID pandemic, isn't it? And that fight song, if ever you're feeling a bit down, remember what I said in, I think, show six, if you've seen a car, don't be afraid to do a bum dance and move yourself around. I dance like a maniac here in the studio, but it really makes you feel really good. It's time now for the news that caught my attention this week. What do you think the average age for an entrepreneur to launch their startup is? If you're sitting there going, I've missed the boat, don't despair. According to a new Harvard Review study, the average age of startups is 45. Yes, I'm 44. Qantas this week ditched the Australian rugby sponsorship. They've been a sponsor for Australian rugby for a very long time, to the tune of about $5 million per year. But of course, it was inevitable because let's face it, if you're an airline, you need to save money and try and get your staff and your planes back in the air. Exactly. How many burritos will Australians buy this year? Well, it's around a million, apparently. Because Money Why Gomez has just passed the $1 billion revenue mark in Australia. Ay caramba! Holy guacamole! That is fantastically well done from a very agile and young new fast food business that's actually good, wholesome food. Some really exciting news this week. Logan City's very own Go One is named in the Financial Review's top 10 startups to work for in Australia, coming in at number six. Congratulations, Go One. You're a Logan City business and we love you. Now, Amazon this week, I think, was annoying its vendors again because this time it was reported that the new X Prime Connect bike is roughly only half the price of the Peloton bike, which is priced at $1,000. So is that a lookalike product for half the price? I'll let you be the decider of that. Now, here's a Woolies fun fact that caught my attention this week. Mel, how many Australian supermarkets does Woolworths have? I'll give you multiple choice. A, 1,000 or over. B, 1,500 or C, 2,000? Uh, Woolies, I'm going to say uh, 2,000. No, but good guess. The answer is A, it's 1,020 stores. <laughs> now also, Woolies are moving straight into the digital space. What are they calling their digital business? Woolies X. Oh. Yeah. Sounds very spacey, doesn't it? It does. The X factor. <laughs> Now, is work from home good for us? Surprisingly, over 50, 50% of work from home people, staff, say no, it is not, as the line between work and home becomes blurred and that causes them a lot of stress. So that's surprising. Normally you hear people wanting to stay work from home, but no, half of the people working from home say, eh, I'd actually like to be back at the office because they do miss co-workers. Now, Solomon Lou's, Smiggle, Portman's, Just Jeans, Dotty, that's Premier Investments, they're feeling good about the future. They are saying that they are well positioned to capitalise on the $68 billion that normally goes into travel every year because that money, or a lot of it, is being redirected into domestic consumer goods. And while we're talking about balance and holidays this week, Social Dilemma is out on Netflix. If you've got teenagers like I do, get them to watch it. It shows how the social platforms impact lives and it is a must watch and it was trending in at number one in New Zealand today. That is the news that caught my attention this week. And there we go. <laughs> a very, very busy week. Opportunity is everywhere.
Yeah. So we call the show Opportunities Everywhere because really not everything is bad. Now, I'm not trying to stay eternally optimistic because there's, there's damage in doing that. But when you look at the indicators, I think it's okay. A story on the domain website this week, I think, proves it. Now, I want you to picture this. Imagine you were a well-to-do husband and wife, young couple, looking for a $14 million five-bedroom house in Vaucluse in Sydney. You go to the auction and you end up dropping $10 million over the suggested price, and it sells for about $25 million. That's what happened this week in Sydney. Now, you can't just say everything's great because you know one auction went ridiculously well, but that shows that at the top end of town, things are still happening and moving. So again, it might be you know compressed and concentrated as we yep. get down into um, blue collar and the real people, but it's still positive sites for people that are going well and business is trending. So it's a two-speed economy. Again, that $68 billion travel being pumped back into the local economy, it must have gone through all the news wires this week because it was mentioned over 10 or 15 times in many different news stories. But it's good news because if you want a slice of that, you've just got to simply be digital and able to capitalize on it through what you're selling. It doesn't matter whether you're a service, whether you're a mechanic, or whether you're selling brownies, you can actually capitalize on it digitally. Now, if you haven't started yet, a lot of you have, because a lot of you are doing great at the moment. But if you haven't started yet, it's as simple as getting on Shopify and starting your store, and you can be up and running in about two to three hours. So it's not such a big, uh, scary uh, cliff to tackle. Now, remember, there's one thing I want to talk about when we talk about opportunity. Some people think that you've got to be ruthless in business. I've actually been criticized openly in, in my career for being a little bit too nice, possibly too lenient, too forgiving, too, yeah. which is weird because I think I'm actually quite blunt in my leadership style, as, as caring as I think I am. But you don't have to be ruthless. You don't have to play mind games. And I wanted to remind you about this. You can be kind because kindness is not weakness. You can play your own game. You can be uniquely and authentically yourself. And although many will take that as an invitation, if you're being kind to them, that they will think that there's a weakness, don't operate on, I've got to protect myself from absolutely everybody. Don't change who you uniquely are. I mean, a lot of business people who are just lovely, down-to-earth, real people. And if you're one of those and you're not a tyrant or you're not um, hard and you're not going to burn everybody, you just, you just roll with it and you, you see the good in people, stay exactly like that because there's nothing wrong with that as long as you learn from those instances where um, people are able to take advantage of you sometimes. you just got to safeguard yourself from that. You've also got to go uh, for opportunity. You've got to go from position of abundance. The old half glass is half full, half empty. If you come at everything from position of lack where it's half empty, you're not going to be able to make clear and uh, positive decisions in your business and about strategy. I'm specifically talking about strategy. So if you really start thinking about opportunity as everything, you actually need to be in abundance mindset. So you've got to look at the glasses. Well, this is half full. How do I actually get the rest of this full and what do I do? So sometimes you have to flip your brain because remember the brain is wired to come from a negative viewpoint. So it's naturally you're going to enter this equation at lack if you're not good at coming at it from abundance. Be kind, be authentic, no matter how scary that will be. And it, it reminded me of when I um, met somebody who was the, one of the most authentic people I'd ever met, and that was in 2018 in LA. I met Charlie Sheen, and I heard him speak about his trials and tribulations because, you know, he was a train wreck from afar, you know, yep. lost the gig on the show, substance abuse uh, player, um, also had some health issues. But when you listen to Charlie talk about, hey, man, I was just trying to be authentically me, worked his way through that and he's now actually come to a spot that I would say is a very good spot in his life, worked through all the challenges of life, 
He knows who he is and he just uh, works on being authentically himself for himself, his family and the people around him that matter. It often reminds me to go have courage to be yourself. There's nobody that does Charlie Sheen better than Charlie Sheen. And that's true when you think about yourself. So when you look at yourself in the mirror tonight as you're brushing your teeth, just remember you are unique and special and nobody does you like you. So do you really well. Do you exactly how you want to do you and don't worry about what other people say or think because to seize on opportunities, you have to have the courage to be you because only then will you make truly genuine decisions. So opportunities everywhere, but it takes courage to be yourself. Draw strength from people that have gone through public humiliation, gone through a, a long journey like Charlie Sheen. He's actually a very balanced individual when you really get to hear from him himself and not just what's put out in the media. And remember, if you come at it from abundance and not lack, that is how you seize on opportunities. Now let's talk about my favorite subject. Coming up next is one of my favorite subjects. Zombies. There's a very famous game that came out. I think, ooh, about three years ago, where they were brains. <laughs> Plant versus zombie. The reason why I'm talking about zombies tonight is you may have heard this in the business parlance that there's a lot of zombie companies clogging up the system and they're very bad for business. That got me thinking, how can a zombie company be bad for business? How can, if like in the Flower Hub, my other business in the flower industry, if there's zombie companies there, how can that affect Flower Hub? I'm doing what I'm doing over here. Why should I care about what anybody else is doing? So I researched it and here's what I found. Zombie companies and businesses are marginally profitable businesses. They're neither profitable nor condemned to liquidation. So they're normally companies that can't meet all of their repayments in full over three years, which again, you could argue under the Australian uh, company laws that you know they're insolvent but bear with me and they have low valuations so if you've got companies that really aren't doing anything and they're not going anywhere well why is that bad well they've done surveys in the USA and the UK up to 20% of companies are zombified so there's a lot of space being taken up by companies that aren't going anywhere so why is this bad imagine if you had a basketball court and we had like zombie players sort of on the court, right? Say that was 20% of the players. Then you add in the other companies that are playing well and that want to play the game really well. Zombies are taking up position on the court. They're also taking up opportunity on the court. So the general feedback around zombie companies is by them staying around, sometimes there's not enough space and oxygen for new market entrants coming in to have a red hot crack. Sometimes you can't actually get access to the staff that you should have been able to access by that company actually going the way of the baseball bat and the zombie company liquidating. So they basically take up resources, take up oxygen and take up opportunity. That's why we talk, everyone talks about zombie companies are bad. Now zombie companies don't innovate either. They're dumb and slow. Zombies also lower the collective IQ in their industry and how, this is the clincher. They actually paint a worse picture of the industry from a risk point of view, which actually makes accessing funding for innovation and investment harder through institutional lending. So when you put all that in the box and you go, hmm, zombie companies, what is it? That's all the things they are, and they are all the reasons why they're really bad. Now, remember the saying, you're only as good as your closest competitor? That was especially true for me because in my space, I didn't have any exceptionally good competitors in my other company's space. If I'd had a stronger competitor, then I probably would have gotten ahead quicker because I would have had someone nipping on my heels. So like the Coke, Pepsi thing or the Reebok, Nike thing. So 
The problem is all governments have put a freeze on liquidation actions during COVID. There was no liquidations being um, able to be brought, but those measures are coming off. So again, what does this mean in 2021? It means that a lot of companies that are zombified are going to be liquidated, which means there's going to be a lot of people that either will lose the job there, but then opportunity arises for other companies, other startups, other entrants to come into those spaces. It'll be interesting to see what happens in 2021. I love zombies. That's what a zombie company is. Coaches Corner. Coaches Corner today is uh, a really fundamental point. Now, if you're thinking about opportunity and you don't know which clients to work with, you don't know which opportunity to take, then hopefully this um, story will help you make that decision. Imagine that you have a uh, co-pilot that is flying around um, in a chopper. Now, imagine that that helicopter... (laughs) I'm trying to make it interesting for you out there. You've invited me into your home, your cars, your offices. I want to entertain you as much as share information with you. So there's the chopper. And imagine you're taking off. It's a windswept night, quite like tonight in Logan. It's 17 degrees. It's crisp and chilly. And you're flying out over the waves. And you're actually going out looking for an SOS beacon that's just gone off. And the co-pilot turns to his senior pilot, who in this case, Mel, he's flying the plane. And I'm saying, Mel, have a look. I can see the boat. It's over there. It's capsized. Hang on, Mel. There's a lot of people in the water. We've only got 12 seats on this chopper. How are we going to save all those people? Mel sort of looks back at me and smiles and goes, Well, that's easy, son. We're going to pull up here and we're going to save all those people that swim towards the chopper. Now, that is the analogy and the story that was first told by Simon Sinek. That analogy of save those who swim towards the chopper is the way that I use to filter out decision making. So basically in your business, you have a finite capacity to service people. So if it's around who do you serve as in your ideal avatar, if you're putting out the right marketing messages and you have the right strategies to find them, then you are going to save the people that swim towards the chopper. Um, which staff are you going to keep on? Which staff are you going to let go? You're going to save the staff that are swimming towards the chopper. So the chopper is the business and the people that are wanting to save themselves, whoever gets to you first, the first 12, if you've got a 12-seater chopper. I hope you can follow me and how I'm trying to get you to use the analogy. It's supposed to naturally filter to say, you know what, people need to move towards you to show an interest and then you can focus your attention and your I'm going to save you um, process and attention on them. So it works whether you're looking at customers, looks me working on staff, etc. So that is the coach's corner for today. It's a pretty simple one. Save the people that swim towards the chopper. And I really, really love that. Dear mind, this year's tested us all. I've realized there's magic in every moment. Be good to yourself. Kind regards, me.
Create a healthier relationship with your mind. Search Dear Mind for more. Spring has arrived. Time to have your roof and gutters checked for debris and possible damage by our sponsor, Top to Bottom. They offer free quotes on having your roof repaired or restored. Top to Bottom also carry out full internal and external painting and rendering of your home. Now's the time to talk to Top to Bottom about having a whirlybird or two installed. They're great for keeping your home fresh and cool. No jobs too big or too small. Call 0424 or email david at toptobottom.com.au That's numeral 2 QBCC number 1075956 No matter what the occasion a birthday, an anniversary or even for Mother's Day nothing says I love you like fresh flowers Station sponsor The Flower Hub have been delivering locally grown flower happiness all over Australia and they're a proud Logan business Flower Hub sells farm sized bunches of fresh flowers from the grower direct to you online Flower Hub home delivers with a safe, no-contact delivery system. Make someone happy today. Browse the flowers and shop at theflowerhub.com.au. Big day ahead? How about a big brekkie burger? A Macca's masterpiece worth waking up for. It starts with a hot, crunchy hash brown, melted cheese, crispy bacon, and a freshly cracked Aussie cage-free egg, finished with a 100% Aussie beef patty and delicious barbecue sauce in between a toasted sesame seed bun. Delicious! Love the aroma of a freshly made coffee? Get a cup of our smooth and delicious McCafe coffee for just $2 when you order through the My Macca's app. McDonald's, station sponsor, Logan Central, Marsden, Homeview, Beanley and Eagleby. Richardson and Wrench Springwood value customer service. Our sponsor has advanced knowledge of the real estate and body corporate industry and can assure you that the management of your property is in safe hands. Currently, Richardson and Wrench Springwood are offering an exclusive deal for 101FM listeners for both property management and body corporate management. For more information on these exclusive deals, please call their office and mention you heard it on 101FM. Call Richardson and Wrench Springwood Residential and Strata Management Brisbane on 3808 8878. Trust them, they've been a proud Logan business for over 27 years. You know, I've always said you've got to pay attention to the little things people do, not the big things, because they're the things that really show you exactly what they're thinking and what they're about. Now, I, during the last couple of weeks, I've actually signed up as a business customer with Bendigo Bank, Mel. Station sponsor. The Better Big Bank. <laughs> I was trying to mouth the slogan to Mel. He wasn't ready for me to do that. Sorry. I was looking at... No, the, I know, I know. I'm confusing you. Look, the... It's been such a refreshing um, experience, this whole sign-up process. I was with the big four. I, I was a Westpac business customer previously. Still am, but I'm winding that down. Bendigo was refreshingly different because of the level of service. I was looking for more service. They gave that. Uh, easy to deal with. And you know what the clincher was today? I got my business debit card. Now, Mel's also a Bendigo Bank customer, yes. which I didn't know. And I got the card, and on it are two tactile dots that obviously assist people who have vision impaired yes. so they can feel that that's the card and there's also a cutout on the bottom. It's the little things that people and organisations do that truly show exactly what they're about and how they're wired. So my whole experience has been a good customer journey through this whole process. There's been no part of it that's let me down whatsoever. And I'm just amazed. I, I mean, I got so excited because it's such a cute card. Now, by the way, I'm not getting a free account. I'm not paid to talk about this. I know they sponsor the station. I'm just talking about this because I loved the experience of this. And you thought it was something special until I pulled mine out. 
<laughs> I thought I had something special on the purple card, but the whole thing of that little just two dots uh, for vision impaired, I go, wow. They say, you know, community bank, the better big bank. I thought, yeah, yeah, you know, it's good marketing and People all that. are listening. But I tell you what, mm. they truly are living it. So it reminded me that if you really want to know what someone's about, take take a t- pay attention to the little bits, not the big bits. So well done to Benigo Bank. I was really impressed with that. Really good. It's time for this week's Nickyism. Yo, a Nicky what? What's a Nickyism? Nickyism, a strategy and or saying that Nicky says, which when used will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nicky, what's it going to be? Before I stepped out on stage in South Africa, to give my first ever stage talk to a thousand entrepreneurs, do you think I was nervous, calm, or you know, dying inside? What do you reckon, Mel? Uh, nervous, uh, dying inside. Yeah, all of the above. Uh, all of the above. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I've said before. You know, if, if people were given a choice of being the person in the casket or the person reading the eulogy, eighty percent of people would take the casket. So. Fear is real, especially when it comes around speaking. And I'm no different, even though I may seem, you know, well put together when it comes to talking, because I feel like talking is okay for me, but I still get the same fear that other humans get, because I'm still human. So this Nickyism hopefully will solve this, especially around things that make you scared. Use as if ever you have to give a talk or something, but you can use it for anything. The Nickyism is nobody cares. Nobody cares, Mel. And this was shown to me by my coach, Coach Les, when he was preparing me to give that talk in South Africa. Because I was started coming up with all the things of, oh, how do I keep people interested? How do I take them on the right journey and the right process? It was a 10-minute talk. It's like a TED talk. It's very difficult to do a 10-minute talk versus a 20-minute talk. You'd think it's easier, but it's actually harder. Well, you've got a lot of... More concise. Yeah, you've got to get a lot of information you got to chop out a lot of information. You've got all the superfluous waffles gone, like blah, blah, blah. So... Nobody cares is what saved me. Now, the, the basic premise is this. People are in it for themselves because they want something. I don't mean this in a, in a nasty, nefarious way, okay? Yep. So if you take the approach that if you're about to walk out on stage, this is exactly what I did. I was backstage. They introduced me. Up comes a high-powered music. And I centered myself and I just said, just remember, nobody cares. They're not here for Coach Nikki. They're here for themselves on how to get further ahead quicker or come up with an idea that's going to make them more money to get out of where they're at or something like that. I walked out there. I had an absolute ball for that 10-minute talk. The talk's on my uh, Facebook page if you want to see it. And I, I got over that fear of big stage presentation. It was actually really enjoyable. And what got me through that moment was nobody cares. It was my coach's voice in the back of my head, Nikki. He's Canadian. Nikki, nobody cares. <laughs> so if you're about to do something that really scares you, just remember that people aren't there for you. Now you might go, Nikki, I'm a brain surgeon and I'm about to perform and I'm pretty sure they're here for me. Yeah, true. But they're actually still not. They're there for a result and they're there for something that they want from you. So you just go do you, like we we're talking about earlier, you know, Charlie Sheen does Charlie Sheen. You just go do you, whatever it is, whether you're a mechanic, whether you make hamburgers, whether you sew dresses, whether you print signs, hello Shane, whether you do any of that other stuff. Just do you and remember nobody cares. If you just do you and do you well, they will take out of your goodness what it is that they need. And if they don't need anything from you, well, then they're not a client anyway. So it's not going to matter. So the Nickyism of nobody cares is designed to help you steal yourself when it comes to a position and things that make you really petrified because we all get petrified. And even for somebody like me who talking is fairly simple for me, it always has been, I still get petrified around certain talking gigs, Mm. but that's how I go right. Game on, let's go. 
It gives you, gives you the edge sometimes too. Absolutely. Because, you know, the, the brain, it's two million year old sort of software we got upstairs here yep. and it runs off with you because it's trying to save you from the saber-toothed tiger, right? So it's trying to, no, don't go out there. What, what happens if you make a mistake? What happens if you look like an idiot? What happens if you forget your lines? No, nobody cares. Just go and do you. And I did. Missed a previous show or want to recap a Nickyism or Coach's Corner? Now you can listen when it suits you to the cut-down version of the Business 101 Show live podcast. Find the Business 101 Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listing platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm. Now, I've got to be quick because we're running out of time today. Remember I said to you there's a really big opportunity very close and you may not have thought about it? Yep. Everyone talks about China, right? Yep. Forget China. Indonesia. 264 million people, 45% of their population aspiring to be middle class. That's 118 million consumers in the middle that want to buy Australian goods. So if you're going, hmm, how to expand my pie? Well, you do it domestically, of course, because it's the easiest pie to get to. But if you've got a product that can be mobile and shipped out, then have a look at Indonesian. Make sure that your website is translatable into Bahasi. Uh, and that's very standard stuff if you talk to some tech people. So there is a big opportunity in Indonesia right now. And I promise you that at the top of the show, so that's why I'm giving it to you very fast. Catch you next week. That, that, that was the Business 101 Show with your host, Coach Nikki and Logan 101's very own Mal West. For podcasts and resources, visit our sponsor, CoachNikki.com. Re- remember what Nikki always says. Version 1 is better than version 9. Version 9.